San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121, or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Michael Jimenez, halftime. Yes, sir. It's halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. We're on the go at com. Happy Wednesday, everybody. My name's Michael Jimenez. Your host from 12 to 2, we do sports, pop culture, and nostalgia here at halftime. It is Wednesdays, which means I get to play with Rudy J. What's going on, my man? My man, what's going on? How you doing? Oh, dude, I'm doing all right, man. Just fighting this cold. I see. Yeah, you cut a couple seconds off of your yes, sir. Oh, I did. Yeah, and, I, and I've got the Vicks with me right now. I feel better, though. Now, imagine you're doing a... 50 city tour and you're mariah carey like yeah. people make fun of her because her last few performances weren't stellar but she's done 150 city tours yeah her, her stuff is done you know what i mean <laughs> like people you know we kind of take it for granted when you talk about artists like they have to take care of themselves they do and it's so funny you were telling me before the show you were saying hey you know the real trick to all this is bourbon but that's that's a Ron Burgundy type of thing for yeah. Anchorman, right? Yeah. But I can't be rolling like that. No, 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 no. We can't take care of our temples like that. I agree. I thought about you, though. My sister's birthday was yesterday. She turned 29, and she took us to a karaoke bar. Nice. Which one? Thirsty Camel. It's over off of Bitters, dude. We were... It was crazy. I've never seen that many people sing. Now, were they good singers or bad ones? It was bad. <laughs> so what'd you do? Don't tell me you didn't. You went to a karaoke bar and didn't get on stage. Well, it was the 25th year of Biggie passing. Yeah. So I did a Biggie song. I didn't nice. sing. I rap. Nice. Yeah. I how, how did you do? I sucked. I have no wind. You know, it's so funny. I used to go to karaoke all the time. I used to do it at oh, least once, not bitters, once or twice a month. I would go karaoke. And I was a pretty decent karaoke singer. The last time I went to go karaoke, though... Pledge recorded you. Pledge recorded it. What jo- were you singing that day? Uh, I sang Possum Kingdom by the Toadies. Who? And, what? And, it, and, what? and it's a song what? that I had done before, and it's not the hardest <laughs> It's not the hardest song to do. Rob Thompson sitting next to me. Who, who, what's, the, what's the name of the band? The Toadies. They're, they were a 90s rock band, early 2000s. They still tour. They were at the... Uh, Charlene McCombs Theater a few weeks, a few months ago. Hefner. Hefner. I need you. Yeah, you're not Hefner anymore. When you're with me, you're Hefner. Um, <laughs> I need some toadies. Find me some toadies. <laughs> find me some toadies, Hefner, before the show. I'm not, I know, I don't, I don't want to no, we'll, overextend you, but I need some toadies. I've never heard of them. But can you find me some toadies before yeah, we leave? Yeah, ask Pledger. Pledger knows yeah. the song. Yeah. And, and the thing about it is this, is that I'm actually a pretty decent borderline I'm a B minus of a karaoke singer out there. I mean, as you giving yourself too much credit, I guarantee you're my body about a C minus, bro. Mm, I'm not a great singer, but I can hold the tune hold and the I tune. know the lyrics. That's okay. the hard part. People go up there and, and only know the chorus. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're, they're looking around, see, looking for the song. The key to karaoke is you have to do something, you know, because those, the screen goes too fast. Yeah. And if you don't know the song, you're going to end up there up there looking silly. I've done some really good performances. I've done some really awful ones. The last one, though, was the worst I'd ever had. And the worst part of it all was that Jason Minix had a front row seat for it. Because before I usually go on stage, what I do oh, is I yeah, go off yeah, to the yeah, side yeah. 
and I, I, I don't, I'm not there doing vocal exercises though. I'm like I'm Mariah Carey, but oh I'm, I'm God. just, I'm just want to get the tune out real fast. And my, my voice was worse than it is right now. Why would you go up there then? And that's the thing. I, I you told just wanted to do it so bad. No, I told myself I am not going to do it today. So I'm going to go walk to the stage and get my name off that list. And as I'm walking to the stage, <laughs> it, was your turn. it was my turn. And it wasn't supposed to be my turn, but Minix actually paid to move me up. Oh. So then I'm there going. So you see this, you see the, uh, the, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. video of me going, I, I have no voice. Like this is going to be <laughs> awful. I know this is going to be bad. And, and it was an F minus of a performance. I had no voice. I had had one too many cocktails because again, to karaoke, you need to be in the Goldilocks zone. You need to be not be sober. One too many for you just means you only had three drinks because we all know you're lightweight. Oh, dude. No, this was, this was before I turned the corner in December. Well, the last time I did it before last night was the day of my gender reveal. I had found out I was having my third girl. Yeah. And I was hammered because it was like, dude, I'm just never, I'm never going to have a boy. I'm hammered. And I sang two songs, the worst of my life. Well, they were, I sang, can you stand the rain and end of the road? Cause it was the end of the road. Like I was, I guess I wasn't going to keep trying. How can you karaoke songs where they have four different singers? Are you changing octaves along the way? I mean, what the, are you doing? No, what you do is the karaoke guy who's running it. He sings backup for you. Okay. So were you the deep voice guy from boys to men? Were you, baby, no, bro, please I, forgive I'm me for all you, the wrong I I've done. Up there, I was bad. It was bad, but I was, I wasn't depressed because I love my three girls, but it was just like, it was just having the realization, like, I'm not going to have a boy. So I was hammered that day. <laughs> and we did a gender reveal, which gender reveals the, the, the jury's out on if those are cool or not. No, man, that, that is past its prime, dude. That is, that is expired. Hey, it was three no. years ago. That was, that's when it was fun. It was okay, three, three to ago. four or five All years right. ago. But uh, no, no gender reveals, dude. No, no more, dude. Let's just let's just stop that. And then they've gotten crazy. It used to be just slice the cake, and then yeah. it became balloons. And now people are making TikToks out of it. But real yeah. fast about the karaoke bit. This weekend, if my voice is up for it, I might want to go out there and do it because it's my birthday weekend. So what day is your birthday? Uh, it's Sunday. You're turning forty-five. So I will officially awesome. become old. That's that's the age that I say that I'm officially turning old. <laughs> you don't say you're getting old in the room with someone that's older than you. Oh, I know. That's I rude. Know. <laughs> Rob Thompson giving me a look of like, you jerkwad. But Damn, uh, you didn't even tell the star at your birthday weekend? Well, I assumed that that whole thing going on with Joe Reinagle on Friday. Oh, okay. we'll at, celebrate at, Friday. Yeah, we're celebrating we'll celebrate Friday. Friday. Drinks, Jason will buy all your drinks. Over at Slackers, over on Fredericksburg Road in the medical center. I don't get paid till Apparently, Tuesday. it's honoring Joe Reinagle and his 25 years yes. in TV. Instead, it's going to also double as celebrating my 45 years of life here in San Antonio as well. At least I'm I'm crashing the party that way too. Yeah, let's celebrate Jimenez Friday and Joe. <laughs> so this is going to be Joe Reinagle. Welcome to the star slash Jimenez birthday. I'm rolling with that. I'm fine with that. Let's do that. And, and notice how I invited myself into all this, you know? As you should. You're a part. You're on the you're on the team. What do you mean? You didn't invite yourself. You're on our team. Like you you're the point guard. And you I, know what I mean? Like there's five of us, right? Five. And I and I love that you do this show, Rudy. Rudy, uh, we, Wednesdays are so much fun because I get to hang out with you. But it, it, you, it, it, it it's a different show. And yesterday you were texting me during the show. Oh, so yeah, you, you were on the WhatsApp. You were like, dude, why did what is why does Jimenez get all the good stories? Because all the breaking news happens <laughs> somewhere between twelve and two. 
And dude, always. And and it was like, oh my God, Aaron Rodgers signed for two hundred million dollars. Oh, as oh soon as God. we go off air, Jimenez gets six hours of content. Is this Toadies? Boston Kingdom. Okay. There it is, baby. Hold on, let it run. Is this the one you sang? Make up your mind. Decide to walk with okay. me. Around the lake tonight. Here it comes. Around the lake tonight. By my side. I can see. I can see this. This has a. Did this get the ladies going? I can see this get the ladies going a little bit. Like, this feels like coming to the stage. Maybe. <laughs> Is this coming to the stages? Wow. That's. That'll be the uh, next bachelor party I ever get invited to. We'll figure that one out. <laughs> I, you know, it's so funny being 44 slash 45 years old. I haven't been to a bachelor party my, in forever. My wife just texted me. That song is dope. Oh, really? My wife loves rock. Dude. I mean, the Toadies my is great. loves rock. And when you karaoke that song right, it's fantastic. But my voice was trash that yeah. day. It is trash right now. The pleasure. Thank you for being on Appreciate the ball and coming on in. But yeah, all the uh, the uh, big stories coming out yesterday was fantastic. Yeah. You know, let's just throw the rundown away. Yeah, let's you just, had six hours let's, of let's content, dude. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about a lot today. It's movie review Wednesday, by the way. What we? What did you watch, dude? I chose my own movie. This is the first time I've chosen my own movie, okay. and I chose Blade. Oh, now pl pledge, Mike. Wesley is Wesley is an urban legend. He's a he's a legend in the urban culture. So I'm going to ask. I ain't gonna ask, but I be nice. This is Wesley. This is Marvel. I didn't even realize that it was You didn't know it was Marvel? No, I didn't. When? Until last night? Until like I was researching it after oh. <laughs> I watched the movie. But what what's the reason why I wanted to watch Blade was because I was thinking about how maybe secretly in the closet i am a big wesley snipes fan and i didn't you realize are? it because what else you like from wesley besides new jack city well new jack city uh major league passenger 57 i mean he's been in a lot of movies where did i did you like the one with him and j-lo and woody oh was that uh out of that was a money cops. that was a money train money it? train yeah that was a good movie that was all right <laughs> so I just like looking at j-lo oh yeah i mean this was this was early j-lo this was selena j-lo so, yeah, I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? I'll watch the movie. Had no idea that it had anything to do with Marvel, but we'll get into that at yeah, 1.30. Let's get into it. Also, the details finally released on the Russell Wilson trade. Who actually won this trade? Was it the Seahawks, the Broncos? We'll get into that in a little bit. And then Deion Sanders, some really crazy news about what happened yeah. to him medically. He had some medical issues that no one was aware of. He had a couple of body parts amputated. I knew he had foot surgery because I because since he got there where he coaches they've been on espn quite a bit they're all over social media and i've been seeing him in the wheelchair and in the walking boot and all that stuff so i knew he had something going on his foot but i didn't know he had had a couple things cut off yeah that's out that's absolutely crazy so we'll get into that but uh we're live on facebook and youtube feel free to leave a comment or two again search san antonio sports star like and subscribe kielbasa bacon phone lines are open at 656 espn if you want to talk about any of these topics but first and foremost, we need to get in that tonight could be a very historic night in San Antonio at the AT&T Center. Greg Popovich going for win number 1,336, which would break the record that Don Nelson has, or that he has with yeah, Don yeah. Nelson, 
for the most wins in NBA history regular season as a head coach. It could I, happen tonight against the Toronto Raptors. I I chastised Carolina Teague today during our show because I was like, hey, you were at the game and you didn't ask Pop about tying the record. I said, are you scared of Pop? She had a good excuse. She said that she doesn't get to go down there where Pop is at. Right. So I let her make it. But it's funny. People are afraid of Pop. And at least they used to be back the in the right day. Word. Intimidated. Intimidated or is it just you know you're not going to get anything so you don't go there? No, it, I don't think yeah, a, I don't think we're anybody scared of another grown man. We're grown right. men and women down there at the AT&T Center. I don't know if scared or intimidated is right or if you just like know it's a waste of time. Maybe it's been a long time since I've been down there for post-game interviews, but I did it many, many years ago, and people were literally afraid of, yeah. him, of him at that time. Uh, he has toned it down a bit. He's way loose. He's yeah. way more loose or looser, whatever the correct grammar is. I'm, I'm not sure. Whatever. So, you know, so we're taking a look at this, and the the amount of people that have gone to the games at the AT&T Center this year have been it's been ridiculously low. True. I, it would be so upsetting if Pop gets this record in front of only 10,000 people. There needs to be a full, well, no, you know, be a full crowd today. Maybe because of the record, it'll be more. I think, one, Laker fans have been taking a people. See, this is the thing that, that drove me crazy about the game the other day, Mike. People act like it's, this is something new that Lakers take over the gym. Laker fans have been taking over the gym since the early 2000s. And Joe Reidenick said as much on the Blitz yesterday. And, and if anybody knows, it's Joe. Joe's been to more games than all of us put together. Right. So it's nothing new. So I think because the Laker fan and because it wasn't the record breaking, it was a low fandom. I think tonight, because the ticket was not that expensive for Toronto and it's to break the record, not tie like kissing your sister, I think it'll be, I think they'll get 13 to 15. And I don't Which think, is still low because you could get 18 in there. I don't think that there were more Laker fans than normal. There were just fewer Spurs fans out oh, there. Oh, I see what you're saying. I, and it, okay. it just looks you. worse that way. Right. Uh, but the Spurs right now, uh, the, the big question tonight is, is Fred Van Vliet playing for the Raptors? Their, star, mm. their all-star guard has been out the last five games, but he's trending towards possibly playing. He's technically, probable. Technically, he's questionable, though. But oh. it's one of those things where it's trending upwards where it might be probable by the end of the show for all we know. Yeah, see, and what we talked about Rob Pledge and I is probable pretty much means you're a go yeah. most of the time. Probable means you're a go, so hopefully he does play. I like playing teams at full strength. Now, right now, the Spurs are sitting at 25-40. and 40. Two games outside of that 10 spot. New Orleans is ahead right now, 27-38. and 38. Spurs not only have to get past New Orleans, but also have to leapfrog over Portland, who's currently one game in front of San Antonio. Weird thing about this game, though, is that the Spurs actually own the Toronto Raptors' first-round draft pick. And oh, Yeah, so I heard you and Caroline talking about this yesterday. So explain to me what we need. Okay. What makes it better for us in San Antonio? So that pick is top 14 protected this year. Okay. So that means that if, what they, does that mean? That means that if they finish with one of the 14 worst records in the league, that it's protected and, it, and the pick moves on to the following year, which at that point is 13 protected, and after that becomes a second-rounder. Uh, so the weird thing about that is, is that you want Toronto to lose because you want the Spurs to have a better draft pick. But at the same point, you don't want them to lose too much to the point where it becomes protected. Okay. And it looked as though that that was not going to be a big deal. But the Raptors have lost seven out of ten. Friend Van, Van, uh, Van Vliet has been hurt. They've been losing a lot of games. And right now, they're three games away from that pick being protected. So the Spurs oh. win tonight. It that might make hurts. it. A, it might make it a two-game 
buffer there before it becomes protected. And it's just one of those things where you kind of need Toronto to be a little bit north of 500 in order for that first-round draft pick to come to San Antonio. So you wouldn't mind Pop getting the record later and Toronto winning tonight. Is that what you're telling me? What I'm saying Low is, key. what I'm saying is, I win either way, baby. Yeah, I, you it. know, Spurs win, he gets the record. Great. If they don't, well, that helps the Spurs maintain that pick because I'm taking a look at that Boston pick. That Boston pick is, I mean, it was like, oh my god, Boston we're get, we're going to get that 18, 19 right. pick, and they just keep winning. The Celtics just keep winning. They've won. They, they've, look, their problem because they've Eme's been trying to. The thing was, he's in there trying to change a culture, right? So when the season started, naturally, when you have alphas, they're hesitant to change. Even MJ with Phil Jackson, right? Remember that? Mm-hmm. Like he was, he was like, "Dude, what do you mean? I've been, I, I've been isoing. You want me to do what? You want me to run a triangle?" So Ime went through that with the Celtics. Now they've bought in and they're playing defense. Ime went in there with the pop approach. We're going to defend first, and then we'll worry about offense. And now that the message has gotten through. Offenses take care of itself. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum can score on anybody on any given night, and they are balling, Mike. They absolutely are, and it's funny because you see Derek White fit in there seamlessly. He's going in there, no. and he fits just perfectly because he understands. And he's Ime no Adoka. pressure, and there's no pressure on him here. It's like even like I, I compare it to like a guy like Rasheed Wallace, phenomenal basketball player when he's not the focal point. Like when he got to Detroit, it was perfect for him. He had rip. He had Chauncey. He had uh, Tayshawn Prince. When he was in Portland and it was like, this is your team, it just wasn't him. And I feel like Derek White is in the same situation. When it was Derek White was here, it's like, you got the most money. We're, we're putting all mm-hmm. the chips on you. And that's not for everyone. In Boston, it's like, you're fourth fiddle. And you come, you know what I mean? It's like, you're not, what you give us, Derek, is gravy. Just go out there and do your thing. And he's he's flourishing in that role. And he's attacking the basket. Still can't make a, a, a three-point shot to save his life. But he's attacking the basket consistently. Yep. You know, right now he's averaging 11.2 points for the season. But in the last several games, he had an 18-point performance against the Hawks where he was 7 for 13. Again, still struggling from three. But defensively, he is bringing it. He's doing something a little bit different. He's moving the ball around. Mm-hmm. He's a different facilitator out there. Uh, I wonder tonight if the Spurs are going to have, uh, well, the Spurs were without Lonnie Walker the other day. And Vassell. And they were out without Vassell. I wonder what's going to happen with Josh Richardson because he came out there and just balled out the other day. Josh, when he got hot, he kind of looked like, and I don't want to put words in his body language if that makes sense, if you understand what I'm saying. But when he hit one of those threes late in the game, he kind of looked like, Y'all do know I can play, right? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? He kind of looked like that. Like, dude, what he? Because he played, like, it was like 18 minutes a few games ago. Then he went to not playing pretty much at all. And then yes, yeah. then the last game, he kind of got going. And he looked at the bench like, hey, I can really play. So it just depends on if they're really trying to win games. Yeah, when that trade for Derek White happened, <laughs> or, it was like. What are we doing here? It was like, oh, we got the first round draft pick. Yay. And then I looked and I was like, wait a minute. We got Josh Richardson. Right. Wait a minute. We got Romeo Langford, who was a lottery type player back in back a few years ago the spurs might be able to keep these guys you never know oh, i didn't if, think about that i, I mean richardson has one ahead. more year left in his contract and people are already saying well you know he could be a good piece to flip for another first round draft pick next year well i'm there thinking to myself why not keep this guy don't we need quality players don't we need a little bit of veteran leadership he's a young guy still it's it's fascinating what the spurs are doing because 
man, about a month ago, I was so upset and depressed as a Spurs fan. I remember. There was no, I was here. I remember. <laughs> there was no direction. And I remember you and I were in L.A. for, for Radio Row when they started. They pulled the trade for Derek White, and they started oh. moving around, and, and then Thad Young got traded. And the week before, Bryn Forbes was traded. And finally, it was like there's there's some hope there. But, uh, man, uh, speaking of trades, that big trade yesterday, Russell Wilson on his way to the Denver Broncos. Um, it's kind of crazy because I'm taking a look at that trade because, as you mentioned, during the show yesterday, we found out about the trade, but we didn't know what it was for. We knew there was going to be picks involved. Mm-hmm. But they got Drew Locke. The, the Seahawks got Drew Locke quarterback, a really good tight end, and Noah Fant. I like Noah. Defensive lineman Shelby Harris. He doesn't suck. He's not good, he but he suck. doesn't suck. Two first-round draft picks, including the number nine this year. Two first-round, two second-round picks, rather, including number 40, so a high second-rounder. Uh-huh. And a fifth-rounder for Russell Wilson and a fourth. And what was interesting to find out today, Mike, Adam Schefter reporting that Russell handpicked Denver. Like, there's a dozen teams with interest, but he handpicked Denver. So whatever he saw in Denver as far as defense, as far as Melvin Gordon, the other running back, Sutland, um, Jerry Judy, they also – remember, they drafted two tight ends. That, so they have no offense, but they have one more tight end. Yeah. So it was interesting to me that, like, of all the teams that were interested, he wanted Denver. So he obviously saw something there that told him, okay, this is the the best route to my second Lombardi. Well, you take a look at it. I mean, Javante Adams, Melvin Gordon in the backfield. That's a decent one-two punch back there. Uh, when it comes to receivers, you mentioned Jerry Judy, but they also have Cortland Sutlin and also Tim Patrick. Young receivers out there who can get 800 to 1,100 yards. Jerry Judy is good, too. Yeah. And, um, and it, it, I take a look at it right now. I think whenever it comes to trades, there's always a winner and loser, but not – well, I shouldn't say always. Sometimes you have two winners. And I think in this case, the the Broncos win because they needed a quarterback. That was what they were missing. They they have a defense who who doesn't give up many points. They need to put points on the board. They played everybody in that division really well without a quarterback. Now, th- this is how I judge it, Mike. It will be a Seattle win in the trade until Denver wins the Super Bowl. I can if, see Denver, that. if Denver never wins the Super Bowl, then Seattle won the trade. But you still have to pick the right people with those five picks. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. Like you can have a thousand picks. If you don't pick the right guys, it doesn't matter. Like, perfect example, like Sam Presti having 300 picks is a great thing. He's a proven track record that he's gonna, and I'm speaking on basketball, of course, but OKC Thunder, he's drafted three MVPs. If Seattle doesn't draft properly, they lo- they can end up losing the trade. Now, and some would say the reason that Russ wanted out is because they haven't been picking the right people. So it's it's a wait and see. Trade wins. We like to say who won the day of, but really you have to let it play out. I like what you say when it when it says that Seattle won this trade until Denver Russell Wilson does something over there. Hey, he has to because they're all that's to a give lot. up that much. That's expensive. That's a lot of picks. That's and, expensive. And, and James Pledge is running around over here hoping that the Houston Texans get something similar for Deshaun Watson. We'll find that out possibly as early as Friday because all the legal stuff kind of comes out. But uh, speaking of trades and draft picks, it's interesting to see that the Dallas Cowboys franchise tag Dalton Schultz, and apparently, according to Jane Slater, 
from NFL Network is, is saying that they are going to be trying for a long-term approach towards Dalton Schultz, who's a tight end, had 78 receptions, 808 yards, eight touchdowns. As I mentioned yesterday on the show, the Cowboys were damned if they do, damned if they don't when it came to Dalton Schultz. Because if there's no Amari Cooper, okay, if you have a Michael Gallup coming back from an ACL, potentially coming back, he hasn't been signed yet. Mm-hmm. Cedric Wilson is a free agent. Zeke is declining. Because of all that, he, you know, Dak needs to have a weapon. And this, they were damned if they do, damned if they don't. If they don't do this, well, then another weapon goes out. And if they do do this, well, now they're allocating top dollar for a tight end, which, which in that position typically makes about four to seven million, depending on which team you're, you are, right? All right. The stars are making 10 to 12, but the ones that are kind of the yeah. average players are making four to seven. So damned if you do, damned if you don't. But Jane Slater tweeting out there saying that don't be surprised if the Cowboys get trade offers for Dalton Schultz, maybe even as high as two first-round draft picks. And I was like, what? Are you serious? That that seemed like Travis Kelty, George Kittle numbers. I'm lost on that tweet. I I am lost on it, too. I I know Jane is on the inside, and I don't want to question Jane. She was a weekly guest all football season long on the Blitz. She she always came with great information um, with Jason. So I don't want to throw that under the bus, but I have a hard time believing that someone's giving up two ones for Dalton Schultz after one good season in a contract year. Now, I, if, again, that's Jane. She knows, but I don't. I, I'm skeptical. She's also reporting that the New Orleans Saints might get involved in the whole Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Which they is, don't have to now that Aaron and Russ are off the market. Which makes me the big hypocrite. Why? Because I'm a huge Saints fan. That is my team, but I cannot stand Deshaun Watson. How do I cheer? What so- did Deshaun Watson do? He's innocent till proven guilty. This is America, Michael. <laughs> that is not always the case when it comes to you things just like, like yo, this. Twenty-two. You like? Come on now. Yeah, this is like, <laughs> like, like twenty-two. So yeah, I will. Like, be- if it was three, okay, D. I've, but twenty-two, something's up. I have been called the acquired taste by by listeners of this show. I could also be called the acquired hypocrite if Deshaun Watson, in fact, does go to the New Orleans Saints. But, you know, there's a lot going on here. Uh, I mean, man, Amari Cooper. There's already talks about Amari Cooper going to a different team. The Dallas Cowboys, let's talk about this on the other side, because the Dallas Cowboys okay. reportedly will, will, will let go of Amari Cooper by the end of the week or so. Okay. That being said, there are two teams that have jumped as front runners for his services. We'll talk about that. Right. Also, Deion Sanders, what terrible news involving his health, and we'll get into that. And also, it's Movie Review Wednesday, the 1998 classic Blade. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Giving you an excuse for a long lunch break. This is Halftime with Michael Jimenez on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 1033 FM. My name is Michael Jimenez, hanging out with Rudy J. Yes, sir. Friday night, we'll be hanging out over at Slacker's Sports and Arcade Bar in the Medical Center on Fredericksburg Road. The Blitz will be on from 4 to 7. We'll be celebrating the career of Joe Reinagle. Yeah, we're going, but we're going to Debo his party. We're going to Debo his party and his slash, <laughs> slash Jimenez's birthday. So, and it doesn't matter because, hey, all that matters is we pack slackers. Who is, it doesn't matter why you're there. Yeah. Just get there 
and spend money. And the best part is that for me, the Uber home is only like 25 bucks. Going Uber for, to the Rupub is like over 50 bucks. But uh, welcome back to the show. Again, we do sports, pop culture, and nostalgia over here. You know, some very uh, crazy news, man. You know, Deion Sanders is... I am not a Dallas Cowboys fan, but I respect certain players. Yeah, you got to respect Deion more than you respect Kobe. Yeah. Deion Sanders, though, is, <laughs> I mean, one of the all-time greats. It, 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 Possibly it, the best football player of all time. One of the best athletes of all time. Major League Baseball and football, so yeah. I mean, the guy going out there, hitting home runs and catching touchdowns and doing interceptions all in the same week. I mean, that Punt was Deion Sanders. Yeah. Back, you know, playing for the, the Niners, going to the Falcons, and, and I mean, the uh, the Braves, rather, and going back and forth. It was just, he was an incredible player. We talk about Bo Jackson all the time, about the Bo greatness of Bo, but Dion did it longer. And yeah. it was, it's, it's, it's tragic to hear, sad to hear that he had some health issues. And Yeah, he had foot, sur- foot, foot surgery and then had some blood clots, so they had to remove two of his toes, the big toe and the middle toe. It was almost the leg. It was almost it was almost a lot worse. So, yeah. I mean, you don't ever want to lose anything, but to only lose two toes, considering what was at stake, is is pretty good. I mean, this is the under guy. The circumstances. This is the guy that had wheels, man. This is yeah. was a very very fast guy. It's probably it's killing him. That when you could do what Dion did, and now you can barely walk. That's brutal. But according to Pledge, he's going to get a prosthetic, so he'll be able to get back up and rolling. And we saw that on the sidelines. You know, he's uh, he's a coach there for I believe it's for Jackson State. Yeah. And uh, you know, he's going out there. and He had a walker. Uh, he was on a scooter for a little wheelchair. while. Wheelchair. And like you said, he had a a foot issue. Went in for surgery. It didn't heal properly. It got bluer and bluer and bluer. And they were saying that they had to amputate his from from the knee down. Is what it was looking at. Then yeah. It was, there you then, go. then it was looking like. It was going to be life-threatening, and, I mean, maybe he's lucky that it's just two That's toes. That's what I'm saying. And but you know what? I see Deion Sanders, though. and and We and, look at him as, like, a bigger-than-life, so he, it's, he it's weird to see him chopped down. Well, that's the wrong that's word. That's the wrong word. Damn. <laughs> well, my bad, Edwin. No, that's not, I'm not even being funny. It's weird to see him, like, down for yeah. the count. Yeah, that's the word, I should say. I hope that he gets coaching, you know, looks from Florida State from ACC schools, from other things like that. It's great that he's in there. I want him at HBCU, Mike. It's, it brings light to HBCUs. It does, but at some point, though, and he and he got top prospects as well at an got HBCU. the number one overall recruit in the, in the country. He did. He did. But uh, you take a look at it, though. Come on, man. If, if his alma mater calls him and Florida State calls He's going. He has he's to bring going. them back to glory. I mean, hey, your guy, Eddie George, is down there. Yeah. Well, you're not a... I'm thinking you're not a Texan fan. You weren't an Oiler fan, were you? I was a huge Oilers fan. Okay, that's that was what my team. So he he was an Oiler, so that's Eddie George yeah. at Tennessee State. So we got some names down there. Hugh Jackson's at Grambling State. You can keep some names at the HBCU, man. Those it's big, pretty. It's pretty cool. It is. It is really cool. But uh, welcome back to the show again. We do sports, pop culture, and nostalgia. You know, uh, Cowboy fans are going to be nostalgic about Amari Cooper because he may be gone. Those days of screaming. Coop. Every time he catches the ball, seem to be gone. Uh, he hasn't been released yet by the Cowboys, but the indications are is that he's going to be let go mm-hmm. because he's owed money on March twentieth, and he's owed twenty million dollars a year. And if Who's they looking at him, and if they let him go, there's two teams that are Who? popped out: the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins. And both of those teams 
would be fascinating because with New England, Mac Jones needs a wide receiver one. Yes. And if we believe that he's still a, a wide receiver one type talent, that'd be interesting. And going over to Miami, though, think about that team. With two as quarterback getting better and better, but also having Devontae Parker, Mike Gisecki, whenever healthy, a Will Fuller, and you add an Amari Cooper to that, that's a pretty dangerous lineup there. If I'm him, I'll probably pick Miami. <laughs> but, uh, oh, Waddle, too. You yeah. Don't forget about Jaylen him. Jalen Waddle, yeah. Oh, man. This. Okay, this is the question then, Mike, I have for you. Who do you trust more, Mac or Tua? Which Bama, which Bama QB you trust more to go farther, to make a, far, a deep playoff run? I trust the nightlife in South Beach more than I do in Foxborough. <laughs> no, we ain't thinking about Club Live. <laughs> and Ocean Drive, which are good times. But who? what quarterback, if you were playing receiver, which quarterback would you want to play for? It's not so much the, the better quarterback because I think both of them have have positives to them. Uh-huh. Mac, Mac Jones is, is consistent. His floor is very high, but I think the higher ceiling is Tua. I think Tua can get higher levels of production if he hits it right. I think that Mac Jones... We know that he won't suck. Mac Jones will never be a bad quarterback. Tua can be, his range is is all over the place. Uh, But I I think that because of all the weapons around him, I would rather be in Miami. Also because it's warmer weather. It's it's just a different place for Um, him. Yeah, he's only played in Oakland and in Dallas. Uh, This is the thing we have to remember with Mac. He's going to be on his second offensive coordinator. Josh McDaniels is now a Las Vegas Raider. So does that affect him? He went from Sark to Josh McDaniels. So really he's on his third because I consider his senior year at Alabama a pro year. <laughs> so, so he's on his third offensive coordinator. But I, I, I think I will pick Mac Jones. I think he got more thrown at him. I think he studies the game a little bit more. He understands defenses a little bit more than Tua. It's really not about at the QB position. And they'll, most of them will tell you this. This is not Rudy experience speaking. This is me listening to QBs over the years. You, the game becomes slower when you understand defenses. They all going to learn the playbook. It's with you every day. right? So you know the plays, but can you make the proper adjustments pre-snap and know what, where the safety's going, where the mic is going, where the Sam is going. And I think Mac has a little bit better grasp of that than two. And then two is left-handed. Left-handed people are weird. <laughs> but, I mean, think oh, about damn. this damn. Sorry, Rob. <laughs> I'm left-handed, too. Oh, so. <laughs> sorry. You and Rob are both weird. <laughs> you know, Coop wants the ball. See, oh, that's what I'm saying. If he was ball. mad at Dak, wouldn't he be mad at those two? But, I mean, we're, is he wide receiver one, two, three, or four in a, in a four-wide receiver set with Waddle, Parker, Fuller, and Coop along with Jaseki? He might be the fourth or fifth option when it's all said and done. But no I think way. if you want to win, that's where you go. But then at the same time, he's going to AFC, which is like quarterback heaven because there's so many good quarterbacks over there. We were talking about this with the Cowboys and how because Russell Wilson has moved over to the AFC and because Tom Brady has retired, the time is now for a team like the Cowboys. But again, the Cowboys have not gotten rid of Amari Cooper. Not yet. 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 But they did franchise tag Dalton Schultz. They were able to do so because they were able to rework the deals involving uh, Dak Prescott and Zach Martin. 
So it's oh, yeah. there's a lot going on in Cowboy Land right now. So it's it's kind of it's very 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 interesting. Hey, last night uh, watching a little college ball. Oh wait, see so here, Rodrigo Bravo on Facebook <laughs> says Rudy's right. Matt is a safer choice, and left-handed people are weirdos. I think eighty four percent of serial killers are left-handed for a study. I can add to that statistic, but I won't do it because I'll get fired. Uh, no, but, <laughs> but you know, uh, it, it's it's fascinating because uh, yeah, lefties are weirdos. No, nah, we, they're we are. not weirdos. It's just everything looks different, and more people would be left-handed if they were allowed to be left-handed. I know that my daughter right now is technically right-handed, but more and more she writes with the left and does things with the left. She plays tennis with her left, and the reason why she's right-handed, I personally believe is because her grandparents moved the pen or moved the crayon from the left to the right, saying, no, this they is did. how you write. And that happens See, all the time. There would be more lefties yeah. out there. But uh, My mom's left-handed. Uh, I, my daughter, Gabby's left-handed. You know, I, My I, mom's I, not a weirdo. She's my, a lovely lady. My, my youngest one, though, probably should be left-handed. She's pretty ambidextrous right now. If she was to write down stuff on a piece of paper... You would not know if it was a little left hand or right hand. It's, That's pretty it's, cool. Pre, it's pretty equal. But uh, so last night, I am watching college basketball because I have to get into the vibes of it all because we have March Madness coming in and uh, we'll be at Twin Peaks uh, events for the big tournament for the Next big Thursday dance. and Friday, you're going to be out there for St. Patty's Day. Yeah. Wow. Remember, so we got our we got our March Madness marathon thursday but it's also saint patrick's day and then friday we got another marathon and so you're gonna be out there two days in a row i'm looking forward to it man get some green beer afterwards my day ends at two you know so <laughs> exactly mine ends at 10 but I, i'll be on <laughs> i'll be on and off air i don't i don't think they serve uh, at that point but uh, last yeah, night i was watching the uh, west coast conference tournament championship gonzaga against saint mary's St. Mary's had beaten Gonzaga about a week before, so beat them soundly. Yes, and it wasn't that; it was that same day where the one, two, three, four, five, and six teams oh, all we were lost. all texting that day. Yeah, and uh, I'm fascinated because I'm watching this game Don't and start I'm watching about Chet. Chet Holmgren. Don't start talking about him, man. Chet Holmgren had a horrible game yesterday. Okay, okay, good. he was he was not his normal self. Uh, Chet was three for nine, mm-hmm. zero for four from three, only had mm-hmm. eight points. Five of his teammates had more points than Chet yesterday. But I was so fascinated in watching him play. It was the best Why? looking it was the best looking one for five in the first half I had ever seen in my entire life. The dude is a unicorn. And right now the big question is is who's gonna be the number one player picked in the in the NBA draft? Is it Chet Holmgren? Is it Jabari Smith? Is it Paolo Banchero? Those are the Who three would you I take? take. Okay, when the season started, I said Paolo Banchero. Midway through the season, I'm saying Jabari Smith, and right now, no way, Mike. Chet Holmgren, dude, no way, Mike. I, and I will change my mind between now and June. And if the Spurs got a top three pick, I would be happy with either of them. But if they got that nine percent chance and it hit for them to be number one, and they got Chet Holmgren, the guy is a unicorn out there. He's a seven footer who can shoot the three and plays defense. See, Rob. Rob is in love with them because of what he brings on the defensive side of the ball. Like Rob knows that you're going to eventually be able to put weight on him, and the offensively, he's not trying to bang. He's a yeah. he's this new aged big man that plays outside in. But where Rob is in love with them is because he could he's an eraser. Yeah, like it's there's really no coming in the paint. He's like a Rudy, an athletic Ruby Rudy Gobert, and and you're not going to be able to back him down because he's not there to begin with. 
He's right. the, he's there to he's gonna come help out. But he can't on that play. Defense. He can't just sit in the lane in, in the NBA. You oh, no. get a three defensive three seconds. It's you got to step out the paint. It's kind of like it's kind of like backing up Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki was never in the paint to be backed down. Right. He was always hanging out. So he's a perimeter player who happens to be a seven footer. And then comes help. Who has wheel? Who has handles and he has wheels. He's he helps. The the best comparison I saw of him was someone reaching out saying, "Oh well, there was this person who does like mock drafts and whatnot." Compared him as saying he's Dirk Nowitzki offensively and Marcus Camby defensively. The guy is a unicorn out there. And in the shots that he was missing, they looked good, though. It wasn't like he was clanking them off the rim. It was just off a little bit. It was an off night for him. But the way that he handles the ball, it, it, it's very similar when I say unicorn. Is it more KD? Because KD had a handle. Dirk didn't really do a handle. Dirk would just get to his spot, either post you or just face you up and fade away. Yeah. So is it more KD? Because I'm KD handled the seven seven footer that handles the ball out up top and can get busy. So I'm wondering, is in your opinion, is it more KD? Is it more Dirk? Because I haven't watched him that much, so I'm asking you. I would say that the Kevin Durant aspect of it all is pretty accurate, but Durant was not known as a an elite defender. He's a better Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about offensively. Defender. I'm talking offensively. O- offensively. Is it more Dirk or KD? Uh, I would say that it's more KD, but the thing about it is is that he handles the ball better than KD. You're crazy. He has. You know what? I got to watch this kid. Like, I, like, like he is doing these. You, you've he, seen KD handle the ball, right? He's not. I mean, I'm not saying he's better than KD. KD's one of the best players no, no, of all no, time. No, no, no. I'm just talking about the handle. But I'm saying at this point, you do KD coming, out of, coming horn, out of yeah. Texas to Chet Holmgren coming out of Gonzaga right now. Okay, okay, okay. At that That's point, fair. at that point okay, in time, got you. my bad. Okay, I'm not saying right now. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, but it, it, it's absolutely mesmerizing, and Gonzaga's going to win the tournament, dude. And that's just dude, they're soft. That's just it. They're soft. They, they, they you play that soft of a schedule, and then you run up against a Baylor, and they chew your head off. This isn't like college football where you don't play anybody. Did you cro- see what happened in the finals last year? Baylor, Baylor. ate them alive. Because they were soft. Oh, Baylor did push them around. They dude. beat them down from the <laughs> gate, bro. You know what? We're going to talk a bit more basketball on the other okay. side because you know what? Uh, we're reviewing Blade today at one thirty. It's movie review Wednesday. Yes, sir. But I had some concerns after watching White Men Can't Jump for the 500th time this week. Yes, yeah, some concerns. We need, we need to break down Sydney Dean, Wesley Snipes' character. On, on <laughs> if the, he can the, really the, play or not. Yeah, well, we'll be beyond that, but we'll be talking more about right. sports, pop culture, and nostalgia. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. This is Jason Minnick. Get home with me and Joe Reinagle this afternoon, 4 till 7. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. This is Radio from San Antonio Sports Star. Oh, there you go. From Lincoln Park. That is Lincoln Park there. A little nostalgic moment here. We got, we got, uh, well, is well, that well, the breaking news sound of what's going on, well, Mike? Well, a little bit of everything. First of all, a little nostalgic moment. Lincoln what? Park, in the end, 20 years ago today, was number one. Reached number one on the Billboard Top 100. I'm a big Lincoln Park fan. Rest in peace, Chester Bennington. Loved that band growing up. But we do have some breaking news. This is breaking news from San Antonio Sports Star. Carson Wentz, welcome back to the NFC East. He has been traded 
to the Washington Commanders. The Colts, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, he just tweeted out four minutes ago that the Colts are trading Carson Wentz to Washington for a package of picks that is including a third rounder and that Washington is taking on Carson's full contract, according to his sources. I haven't given up on Wentz. You're only as good as your last performance, and his last performance against a Jaguar team that was openly tanking, had a coach fired midseason, it was bad. But I, what I also saw, and, it, and it, it, it was even more bad, Michael, because he has Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. You know what I mean? That makes it even worse. But there were, there were times this season where it's like, oh, he still got it. Oh, he's still nice. So, and he has a scary Terry up there. His receiver's name, number 17, guy catches everything. Oh, Terry McLaurin. There we go. He got, he's got his own scary Terry up there. You got Antonio Gibson. And, you know, the NFC East isn't, it's not the AFC West. It, it's so, so it's it, not that, it's not a scary division, you know? Now, the Colts were kind of, talking about this already man the Colts had already been mentioning the yeah, fact that like, they, I don't they, know if he's gonna be here or not <laughs> yeah they're they're like yeah we might be looking at a quarterback we might be looking at this uh so what do they do now they, they did not give him the vote of confidence so if you have no vote of confidence therefore they're not confident in you they're getting rid of you and they did so cowboy fans rejoice Carson Wentz you're gonna get to play <laughs> oh, him twice a year man I think what Rob is still Rob's take I think I think these teams are loading up for Deshaun Watson. Bro, Rodrigo stole my thought. These teams are loading up. Seattle, the Colts, these teams, everybody's about the back of the truck. Everybody's been doing. Remember earlier this week, we found out the Philadelphia Eagles have been doing their own investigation into the Deshaun situation. Mm -hmm. You get the Seattle loading up on picks. Now you got the Colts loading up on picks. Everybody's putting together their business proposal. <laughs> <laughs> their business. <laughs> All for Deshaun Watson, baby. You know, uh, the Saints are putting together their proposal. <laughs> the, the, the Saints are like, well, we have no cap space, but uh, you can be part of the Barkus and Mardi Gras festivities. Yeah. I mean, they've that's hey, all man. that's all they've got. But because uh, I don't know who's going to play quarterback for them. Yeah, Jane Slater's reporting that for the Saints that right now their number one is Jameis Winston. And to be honest with you, Jameis didn't play bad. He humbled himself being Drew Brees' backup a couple of years ago. He played decently last year. He wasn't lighting it up, but then again, they weren't giving him the keys to the car to make him light it, make him light it up. But when they when he did air it out, he did a pretty decent job, then he got hurt. Uh that team has a really good defense, but no no wideouts. It, Who's gonna play for the Colts, too? They don't have a quarterback. Yeah. And, and that's when he started. Are they going to go after, uh, you know, the quarterback from Cincinnati, the the the, the Bearcats, uh, Ritter? Are they going to go after Pickett? Are they going to go after one of these quarterbacks out there and try to groom them? I love when a team cuts their losses early and not try to squeeze all the juice out of the orange. Like the Colts are like, look, if we're going to pay this kind of money, we're going to pay this kind of money and at least be in the playoffs. They're not going to spend this kind of money and keep hoping and you're not even making the playoffs. The best thing is Edwin coming out saying. Are we going to have that debate again between who's better, Dak or Carson? No, that <laughs> no. debate's over. <laughs> that one's over. But the great thing about this story, by the way, is that it came down between the 12 and 2 o'clock hour because, as you said yesterday, Dude, you get all the breaking news happens oh. at this time. Neighbor Hal. Hal is, he lives in this really, really rich neighborhood next door to Minix. I call him Neighbor Hal. He says, Sam Ellinger. I forgot they drafted Sam Ellinger. 
All right, we're going to break this down even further, talking about the Spurs and Raptors tonight. We have breaking news involving the Spurs and Raptors game as well. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star. Movie review at one thirty. <laughs> Blade. We're coming back for another hour of Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star. Michael Jimenez. Halftime. It's hour number two of Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. On the go at sasportstar.com. We're live on Facebook and YouTube. Search San Antonio Sports Star, like, and subscribe. We have lots of topics to react to. Again, Kielbasa Bacon phone lines are open at 656-ESPN. Edwin Hafner producing the show. Rudy J is with me today for the next hour. My name is Michael Jimenez, by the way. We had the breaking news in the last segment that Carson Wentz was traded from the Indianapolis Colts to the Washington Commanders, formerly known as the Washington football team. And we found out that it's for two third-round draft picks. So think about that, Rudy. He's worth Wait, two, two what? Two third-rounders. So he's worth two third-rounders, and Russell Wilson is worth two firsts, two seconds, a quarterback, a tight end, a defensive lineman. A number a, nine and what a burger. <laughs> Man, Carson Wentz, dude. He went from, from the from the palace to the outhouse. You know, it just went downhill for for this cat, man. And the Colts didn't. The Colts, you, the writing was on the wall. When it when it's your quarterback, your GM and your coach say Carson Wentz is my quarterback. Stop asking me about it. They were like, he might be, he might not be. <laughs> yeah, you he never, was toast. Ask us next week, right? But. Uh, that was that is absolutely fascinating to see that he's gone. And then again, a little bit. I'm not going to call this breaking news, but it's something to think about. Ian Rappaport from the NFL Network just tweeted Uh-oh. that the Colts may not go to Sam Ellinger. That's not that might not be it. They may go after Jimmy G. Now, do the 49ers want to come off of Jimmy? Do they are they confident? Is Trey Lance going to turn into Jordan Love? Do they believe in Trey Lance? Well, I, they can't pay both, man. You know, Trey Lance was was one of the top picks in the draft. They have him there for a reason. Jimmy G is probably too expensive to be a backup. And it's kind of weird because, I mean, Jimmy G takes them far. It, it's funny because, you know, you, you mentioned that they, they traded Wentz for, you know, they, the, the commanders got rid of a Wentz for another Wentz is basically what, right. they're, is basically what they're doing. And you take a look at Jimmy G. He and Wentz has something in common. They they both have gone very far in the playoffs before. And I feel bad for Carson Wentz because I believe that his career ended the moment that he got hurt and Nick Bowles led the Eagles to the Super Bowl because that was an MVP caliber season that he had. So the debate back in the day of whether Dak was better than Wentz or Wentz was better That's than Dak, over. it was a legitimate question a handful of years ago. But when Carson Wentz won his Super Bowl ring on the bench because he was hurt and the backup got the glory. I don't think he ever recovered from that. And I know there's been physical issues and whatnot, but mentally in his head, I don't think he got over that because who's more loved in Philadelphia right now? Is it Carson Wentz or is it Nick Foles? Who gets the free drinks whenever they're in town? It is Nick Foles. It is Philly special Nick Foles. And that's the thing for it. But man, Washington Commander fans cannot be happy right now because <laughs> no, they're not. They're, they're I know, not. I know at least two already that have given up on the season already. I know, and, and Carson Wentz isn't a bad quarterback. He's the, not. The, the thing is, he's just not a good one anymore. Yeah, if, I mean, he's Baker Mayfield. I haven't. Whoa, I haven't given up on him because I still, I still, I can see there's light. Like the door's still cracked. 
and I see a little bit of light. I'm not giving up on Wentz just yet. With the, with the proper offensive coordinator and the proper head coach stressing how he cannot turn the ball over. Wentz is one of those guys where you got to let him know. Like, Sean Payton was big on that. Your coach is huge on that. Like, he went, took Winston from this guy that threw a pick pretty much every series to, hey, we're going to teach you here in New Orleans about protecting the ball. And if he can get that in Washington, which he clearly didn't have with the Colts, there's hope because that's a great defense that Washington has. Who would you rather have? Would you rather have Baker Mayfield or Carson Wentz under center for your team? Carson Wentz. Really? Yeah. I, either or. They're the same Nobody player to me. Nobody likes Baker. <laughs> They're the same player to me. You wow. Know? That's... Well, I mean, but, you know, it's not, it's not unfair, though. That's not unfair at this point. You know, you see Odell Beckham do so well for the for the Rams, and that was very indicting towards Baker, Baker Mayfield because it was like Baker, dude, seriously, you made it seem like this guy was 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 done for, and he went out there and played so well for the Rams and got that ring and got hurt in the game, but he got that ring, man. So, uh, congratulations to Odell Beckham. But a lot a lot of moving moving and shaking going on. My Saints don't have a quarterback. I'm preparing right now. For us to become the ain'ts again, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get the paper <laughs> bag, the paper bag, and put it over my head. Somehow or another, there are over seventy million over the cap. You think the Cowboys I don't are in know trouble? How to do that. I know. And then Sean Payton was like, "Yeah, see you later, man. This is no y'all figure out the cap, and then I'll come I'll back come home." Back. <laughs> but uh, what's it called? <laughs> but Taylor Franklin reaches out on Facebook and says, "I would prefer Jimenez over Carson Wentz at quarterback." Because at least I'll just hand the ball off over and over again. But they so do is Henneke done? Or is he just, is he just the moved weird the thing. Up? That's the weird thing. Because I like Taylor Heineke. He's not a bad Heineke, quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback. Mm-mm. He he has potential. He has shown flashes of, of brilliance from time to time. Agreed. But uh, this is not breaking news, but it's new information coming in from Jeff Garcia, Locked on Spurs, and Ken's Five coming out saying What's Fred Van Fleet. Is playing tonight for okay. the Toronto Raptors. Spurs back in action at the AT and T Center, seven thirty tip off. Big game. The Raptors are favored by two points, but it could be a big game. It could be a historic game because Greg Popovich is going for win number one thousand three thirty six, which would break the record for the most regular season wins as an NBA head coach. All done with one team. Amazing career that Greg Popovich has had. But I'm wondering if and when he breaks this record tonight. Will he actually talk about it in post game? I think two 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 things can happen. He's either going to say, "I coached Tim Duncan," and ask for the next question, or he's going to spend two three minutes discussing all the coaches that came before him and all his inspirations and all his mentors. Don Nelson being one of them. Who Don has Nelson being one of them? But the one thing he's not going to sit there and talk about himself. So I I can see that going both ways. Hey, yeah, I coached Tim Duncan. We got less moving on. It's a very impressive tree that he comes from. We talk about the pop tree all the time, about you know Monty Williams and you know all, uh, Ima Yudoka and all these players that that have gone through the pop tree. But he belongs to a tree himself. He was with Don Nelson. He was with Larry, Larry Brown. Brown. He was with these these legends of basketball coaching, and he's part of that. And and he is arguably the goat when it comes to coaching. In the NBA, some say Phil Jackson, some will say Pat Riley. Greg Popovich is up there just as well. Agreed. Agreed. Now, again, uh, some other news coming down. The injury report is out. 
and Devin Vassell and Lonnie Walker will both be playing as well. So Lonnie and Vassell are back. They missed the last game. I don't really know the reason why they missed that last game, but they... they... Well, Lonnie had a stomach bug, and I, I forget Vassell's injury. Yeah, Lonnie came back to earth a couple of games ago, man. He was he was on fire for a good six, seven-game period there. Came back to earth. Maybe it was because of a, of an illness. That, right. That's very possible. Uh, out for tonight's game, uh, Keita Bates-Diop will be out, along with wow. Devontae Kaycock and Romeo Langford also out. Joe Wieskamp, though, coming in from the he G League, from... will be available tonight people as well. Keep, people, uh, there's a, Spurs Twitter was talking about Langford as well. Romeo Langford was getting underneath the skin of Russell Westbrook. I'm sorry, West Brick, the entire game. Don't Did you disrespect that man's name. Oh, my God. That was the funniest story of the week. Do not respect that man's name. Funniest story of the week because now we all know that it gets underneath him. We now know it pisses him off. It is not a slur. It is not a curse word. It's not against his wife. It's not against his kids or his parents. It is him that we're going after, and he invited it now, and it'll forever happen. He should never have done He should never have said anything. Never. No. Um, that's debatable. That's debatable. I mean, once your wife speaks up and tells you, hey, you need to start letting people talk talk about our kid's last name like you have been, you have to do something when your wife is out there taking haymakers from Twitter and getting blocked by Skip Bayless. You can't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can't leave your, you can't leave your wife in the ring alone. Like, even if you feel like she's wrong and she should probably stay out of it, which I don't agree with. My wife is a firecracker. So if my, if you feel if if somebody does something to me, my wife is getting in the ring with me, and I'm gonna get, get right back in the ring with her. So I know why he's doing this because he's been being called West Brick for a while. Yeah, that's before, not new. So that but wife jumps in the ring. What are you gonna do? <laughs> you got to jump in let, and fight. Let, let her twist in the yeah, wind. Stop. <laughs> Stop it, Mike. You're not going to do that. I know you. And You're a great husband. Even if you thought your wife was dead wrong, you jumping in the ring with her. Do you know what's dead wrong? Is what? that la- I've been sick, so you can tell by my voice that my voice is not 100% it's deeper, there. deeper, though. You know what? I, I, I might go out there and do some Joe Cocker songs at karaoke on Friday night, <laughs> you know? But... Um, I asked for some NyQuil last night. Okay, I, I, That I, stuff I, knocks you out, bro. Oh, it does. You know, I have my Vicks here with me, and I'm putting it under my nose and whatnot. It doesn't work when you do it yourself. You need to have someone who loves you rub it on you, right? Sana, put it, sana. Put it, sana, sana. Put it underneath, <laughs> your, put it underneath your, your feet. Put on some socks, right? Does that work? Okay. Is, this, is, this, is that a culture thing? Does that work? Now, it's funny that you asked me this question because I am the person to ask because I've I've done, the, done it all. I've done the toilet research, you know, where you're sitting down on the toilet looking up things on Google, right? There are some people who say that there might be some truth to it, some some, some I'm studies. talking about the socks part. Well well the, the but putting it on the feet bottom though, of the feet, right. Because you have cracks in your feet and it, it might be absorbed a little bit differently. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if the internet got me this time. But it says something like this. Okay. I asked my wife for some NyQuil yesterday. And she gives it to me in that little cup, the 30-milliliter cup. Yeah. And she goes, here's your antifreeze, sir. <laughs> like, what in the forensic <laughs> files is this? Dude, you got to be careful, man. That's how they be. That's how they poison us. Yeah. Uh, you know how much I, I, life insurance you get? How much you get if you, oh, if you kick? One and a half. Oh, I, one and a half I give million. you antifreeze. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit at a time, you know. <laughs> Put it in my pudding, you know. Just, <laughs> just, just a little just sprinkles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she yeah, she told me, uh, knowing you, you would just get sick and I had to take care of you. You wouldn't die, you know. 
We watch too much forensic files. We, yeah, My, I just watched something like that. That's why I brought that up. It's so morbid, but uh, I find it fascinating. But, you know, speaking of uh, breaking the law, uh, Deshaun Watson, not Jeez. innocent until proven guilty. Edwin. I know that. Edwin, how do you put up with this guy like Innocent until proven no, guilty. And we will never know because we it's won't. probably going to be settled and whatnot, right? Uh, but Friday's the big day because grand jury gets information. He's going to plead the, the fifth. Day? Okay. You say you got things going on, on the you civil side. He'll, he'll, you don't think he'll do the, any d- disposable questions or disposable? Deposed. deposed. No. You don't think he's answering anything? Not on the criminal side, or at least not now, because the as his attorney has said, you cannot advise somebody to speak on a civil side when the criminal side is still open. And he's pleading, or he's he's saying he's innocent in all this, but he's not going to talk on one end. And because of that, uh, it'll probably all fall apart. I it, it looks more and more like settlement, settlement, and that this will all just go away. I don't anticipate him getting any jail time, though I am not a lawyer or anything like that. But it's it's fascinating because, as you mentioned, it, it, it's kind of like a, a, a war battle going on right now in the NFL with all these teams gathering their ammunition, the ammunition being draft picks, the ammunition being certain, certain young stars and contracts that can be shipped out. Mm. Because we saw what was given for Russell Wilson, a 33-year-old, <sighs> right? A 33-year-old, you know, he got a couple of firsts, a couple of seconds, a star tight end, uh, a defensive lineman. You know, you have and all, a fifth. And Don't a, forget the fifth. And a fifth. And that basically means what do you get for a Deshaun Watson? Now, I would argue that Deshaun Watson, you know, even though he's only 26 years old, seven years younger than, than, mm-hmm. than Russell Wilson, the, the, the allegations made against him, it's going to alienate some people. It's going to alienate some fans. And there would have to be some sort of contrition, some sort of, apology or something like that where he's part of the community basically doing what Michael Vick did. You know, when Michael Vick got out of jail with the dog with, with the whole dog stuff and he basically says, I, I didn't know that I didn't I was what I was doing was wrong. I didn't realize he was it. raised, the, he was I was raised, raised this way and then he became an advocate. Deshaun Watson needs to do that. He can't just I he think that he, would be phony though. He can't just like Mike was legit like Mike was legit like Yo, I grew up in the country. I know people that I didn't grow up in the country, but I was a country. I know people that fought dogs, chickens, all that stuff. So I know where Michael Vick was coming from. You can't be an advocate for something against something that you loved to do. Like it just don't. <laughs> that don't make sense. And I don't think, I don't think they want him being an advocate. Whoever you would have him advocating for. Does that make sense? No, I you understand. You want to go to some sensitivity classes or something, maybe, but... Uh, no, but you have to do something. You have to apologize. You have to say that what you... That, that something was wrong. Not that you committed a crime, but that you were insensitive. You were wrong. You, you need to be showing that you're a better person because... But would that be making... Would that make him seem guilty? This is serious accusations. Would that make him seem guilty? Well, once it's settled, it's settled. You know? You know, non-disclosure agreements and yeah. and whatnot. Once it's settled, it's settled. At that point, you can you can move forward. I mean, we had, I mean, we've seen this in the past. You know, uh, uh, everybody from from Kobe Bryant to Ben Roethlisberger to uh, other players like that who have been accused yeah. of things involving women, um, whether it's factual or not. Fact of the matter is that they had, they had to admit that they were at least at the at the very least put themselves in that situation, right? We don't know what we, what what went on beyond that because of disclosure agreements and because of 
you know, things not people not uh, testifying, but we know that they were in the room together. And because of that, we, we, we know that something went wrong, but we don't know to what extent. Yeah. He say, she say is tough. It is. It is. And it's very hard to get that punished, but, uh, eyelash in my eye. That's the worst. Go ahead. You know, um, potential punishments. Uh, maybe I shouldn't talk about this, but I've been talking about this for the, for the past couple of weeks. Um, there's a blue car that's in front of my house. Oh, that's just freaking us out. Why? What's going on with this put, blue car? I put it on my Facebook page. So my neighbors, so I woke up this morning because I'm not feeling well and because I don't know if my phone's going to be going off in the middle of the night. Um I I turned my phone on uh, off overnight. So, uh, and, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I woke up this morning, turned it back on, and I saw that I had vo- uh, text messages and 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 voice messages from a, a phone number I don't recognize. But I realized who it was. It was my next door neighbor. And my neighbor was like, hey, that blue car is back. Check it out. Uh, for a while there, they were in your driveway. Okay. Yeah. And so I put, so they sent photos. They took some photos and then they all took off. But they're like, the weird thing is, is that no one ever gets out <laughs> of the car. So, so, what's going so no on? one's jiggling on, on, on door handles or what. But I'm telling you, it's freaking me out to the point that I called police again. Third time I've called police on this. In the last two weeks. Have they come by? Oh, actually, no. The first time was gunshots in the neighborhood. Then there was one with this. And then the third time with this. By the way, thank you to Bear County Sheriff's Office because they actually answered the phone in two rings. Okay. so What they, is it normally, 10? It was 19 minutes. It was six minutes for the 911 call. And it was 19 minutes for the non-emergency line. And I told them this. And the, the operator said... We apologize. We are short-staffed here. Do you know anybody who would like to work over here as a dispatcher? I swear to you they asked me that they question. They asked you for a referral for a hire? Yes. Wow. I would have been so, like, how much y'all paying for referrals? Oh, I looked it up the other day. I went Well, not for referrals, but I looked it up online. How much they make an hour? 20, 23 to 26 an hour. That's a tough gig, though. Yeah. That's a tough gig. It looks easy. But when you're dealing with people, because most of the time you call 911, people are in a panic. That's not an easy gig. So, so 23 an hour, that's still damn good money for you people out there to act like y'all can't find a job. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about. Bear County Dispatch is hiring. Forty-five to 55000 a year. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, so I'm looking at it this way. Tonight, you know, I have my, my cameras out. And if I see that car for one second, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do one or two things. I'm going to call the, I'll call the cops at, the, at that point. And then the second thing I'm going to do, I'm going to get in my car and I'm just going to park right behind them and I'm going to follow them wherever they go. Now, one of my neighbors uh, reached out to us on Facebook and uh, reached out to me on Facebook mm-hmm. and said, by the way, because I, I posted it on the community site there for our, our neighborhood. And they said, we know who that car is. We figured it out. It is a friend of somebody who lives down the street, but they're probably there getting high. So they're hot boxing. So this isn't on your sidewalk. Because like parking next to your sidewalk, there's nothing they can do. But this is in your driveway. Boteo Franklin on Facebook, just run outside naked. No one messes with, with the house with a crazy person. No, but it's funny because when we go up to the car or I go and I get the license plate, I walk behind it, they take off. But people think that they're just doing drugs. And and, and I, I live in a nice neighborhood, man. <laughs> you know, do you know how, how nice of a neighbor I have is that my HOA spends so much money on 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 people patrolling the car, patrolling the area? No, we have a fake police car in the front. That's a dummy car that makes people think like there's security. Like slow there. down, or security. Yeah. Oh my goodness. 
Absolutely, you hate that? absolutely crazy. Hey, let me ask you a quick question. Talk right. to me, dog. So we had a guy knock on my door the other day at home, and uh, he was raising money for HS. Oh, well, what, what, what is it called? Uh, the the Humane Societies. The HS- oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, it's Humane Society. Humane Society, right? And uh, so he asked, "Hey, you know, we're looking for people who would be uh, the you know to 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 donate and whatnot." And I'm actively looking for a rescue dog. No, I'm actively looking for tax deductions. To be honest with you, you know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> what is it called again? The Humane so HS uh, something PCA uh, HSP. I don't know what it is. And uh, anyway, so I'm there talking to him about it, and the entire time I was thinking about it, I was he's giving me the brochure. He was pretty good at sales. He did a good job. I donated twenty bucks. Okay. So you, so you're the guy that opens the door and wants to hear the pitch. No, I was fine with it because I used to do that pitch, baby. That, dude, that that what, door to door. I used to sell Kirby vacuums door to door, baby. That door to door salesmen need like a day. Like one of them national days. You know how we have National International Women's Day? We need a national door-to-door salesman's day because that job is hard, especially with people like me. Like, I don't even answer the door anymore. Yeah. I don't even answer the door because I'm a sucker. Well, and I'm a I, sucker, too, for, for sucker. Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, I'm a sucker, oh man. My God, and I end up getting, and then they're like, they're sweating, and I know they just got cursed out by two neighbors of mine. So I'm like, I don't want to open it and break this person's heart, or I don't want to open it and spend money I don't have because I feel bad for him. So I just stop going to the door. Yeah, I, I keep my TV loud. I'm not hiding. I'm not ducking. I'm just not answering the door. It's my house. I don't have to because I know if I open that door and they got a box of meat, you know, like, <laughs> hey, man, I, I get Dude. six steaks, three ribeyes, 14 chickens. For three hundred, I'm like, I ain't got it. We, well, we, what about forty? Like, how did you go from three hundred <laughs> to forty dollars? How do we end up there? Did you do you do they have the guy because you live two miles from me? Yeah, yeah. Do you guys have the guys in the eighteen wheelers going by selling furniture? No, from North Car- from Carolina furniture. I wish no. Oh my god, dude! It is like you go inside their eighteen wheeler, and it's like a showroom. They have these chairs and tables, and it's all hanging like, like, like think of like Rocky. When he goes in there and there's hanging meat, yeah, right. It's 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 sofas, it's love seats, it's all of this stuff. I've never seen, dude. That. When they come into my neighborhood, all our neighbors just flock towards it, and it, it's like a it's like a running store, furniture store on wheels. And there's like two of them that follow each other, and we're like, I'll take that that sofa, I'll take that. And all of a sudden, I spent two grand. We do it all the time on a mobile furniture store that that we had no idea was coming into the neighborhood. They just show up. So you said, forget the taco truck. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, $12, $12 for a taco truck. For a taco at the taco truck, too expensive. But I'll take that $1,800 sectional over there. I will do you that. serious? Dude, you bought we, a sectional off the mobile furniture store? Dude, we, we, bought, we bought coffee tables off of them. We were like, this is exactly the style that we were looking for. They're like, would you like frames? Would you like this and the other? And it is a movie. It's, it's a trap. actually a brilliant idea because there's nothing worse than getting in the car and driving to a furniture store. Yeah. It's the worst. And what they what they end up telling me is, is that this is the same furniture you get at Ashley or Rooms Wherever. to Go or whatnot. It's just they're, they're the middlemen behind it. And do they deliver it right then? It's there. It's literally in the 18-wheeler. And you just take it if, off and take it in. Picture a picture an ice cream truck coming by, and full you see furniture. the menu full of furniture. And you take it right then and there. Right. And they will actually come into your house. They will t- take your furniture out of your room, put it in your garage. They will assemble it for you on the spot. They have a genius plan. Dude, it is 
fantastic. That's a genius idea. The reason why I wanted to bring up that guy that knocked on my door the other day was because I was looking at him and I was thinking to myself, you know what? I could see my daughter marrying this guy. So I, I I thought it was kind of weird because so I, that's I, why you gave him twenty. So I was like, I told my daughter, I was like, hey, I met your future husband. You may want to look at our ring, at our, our Vivint security cameras because that dude reminded me so much of you. So, yo, uh, Mike, are you sure that stuff ain't boosted? It'd be, dude, the it, furniture store stuff, dude. The fur, dude. Are you sure it's not boosted? I'm gonna look it up online <laughs> you need during to the make break. Sure, it's not boosted. Dog. I mean, I mean, is there a serial number <laughs> to a sectional? I mean, what? First of all, I don't care if it is. You, what, can you tell them to come? I don't want to say my neighborhood on on air, but you know my neighborhood. Tell them to come to. Hey, I got friends in this neighborhood. X Y Z. Can you pull through their neighborhood? So got some people that want to shop with y'all. Because if yeah. I could have somebody pull up to my house, I get to shop, pick it out, they move my stuff out, and then move their stuff in, I'm in. Dude. I'm all about dude, convenience. Every every year or so, they come by the neighborhood. I'm in. And they just, and and they're made, and I'm looking, they're like, I spent 2000 I My, my neighbors spent 2000 I'm like, they spent $10,000 parked in front of my house because neighbors are flocking. The way that kids flock towards the ice cream truck is what people are doing with this furniture truck. I, I'm not going to spend two grand, but I need a new nook. No, no, I dude, need a new nook. Dude, you'll see it, and you'll go, God, it's already here. You do financing? <laughs> no, they don't. Yes, they do, man. They'll finance Bro, it for you. Bro, there's something everything. sketchy about this truck. <laughs> <laughs> there's something sketchy about this truck, dog. Oh, it is Wednesday, and it's Movie Review Wednesday. For yes, those sir. of you who don't know, I was sheltered growing up, and I didn't watch a lot of movies. But I shouldn't really... That's not an excuse for this one, because Blade came out when I was 21 years old. A 1998 classic starring Wesley Snipes. My review coming up after this. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star. Join up the game plan for the second half of the day. It's halftime with Michael Jimenez on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Don't forget, we're going to party out over at Slacker's Sports and Arcade Bar, Medical Center location on Fredericksburg Road. Friday from 4 to 7, we have the Blitz going on over there. Afterwards, we're going to hang out, have a handful of cocktails as well, because we're celebrating the career of Joe Reinagle and his new career back on radio. And your birthday. And my birthday. But this is for Joe. It is for Joe, but we're just going to throw Michael on the flyer in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad that the Uber cost is only going to be 25 bucks, man. Going to the Rue costs like 50 but uh man crazy dude i was looking online uh to see about these furniture sales and people are saying that they're scams and whatnot say that the scams all you want i got nice furniture in my house and i got it from the back of an 18 wheeler you got it off the truck yeah but uh welcome back to the show you know wednesdays at 1 30 we do movie reviews nostalgic movie reviews because i mean come on people can can do reviews about the new batman movie or the new this that or the other yeah. but it's nice to go back in time and Think about movies that are classics that we hadn't seen before, or at least I hadn't seen before. Right. And most of the movies I've been doing have been from the 70s and 80s. You know, things like E.T. and, you know, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and movies like that. But I decided to do my own movie because we've been talking about Wesley Snipes. 
And I was thinking about it. Wesley Snipes is one of the few actors where there hasn't been a movie that he's been in that I didn't like. You know, I loved him in Major League as Willie Mays Hayes. You know, I loved him in Passenger 57. Dude, come on, man. Every time I'm in Vegas, I always say the whole line, always bet on black, <laughs> right? Um, so there's been a lot of movies that he's been in that I've liked. and I've, I've enjoyed You liked him in Coming to America too. There you go. He was a Coming to America too, and I did like that movie. That's right. He was yeah. the father. You know, he was the one wanting to take over Zamunda, right? Right. Okay, so I decided, I remember he was in this movie called Blade. Let's go check that movie out. And what I didn't realize, what I got myself into was that I was getting into the Marvel Universe. I had no idea that this was a Marvel mm -hmm. movie. And you know, me and Marvel movies, for the most part, don't mix. Okay? But this That's is fair. This is Wesley I'm not Snipes. a Marvel head. Movie came out in 1998. And if you were to ask me what is this movie about, I'm going to tell you that even now, after watching this movie, I still don't really know. He's killing. He's a vampire slayer. Okay, he's a vampire slayer. So the movie basically starts out. He's where, a vampire, but he's a daywalker. Well, he's kind of like somewhere in the middle of it all. He's like a hybrid, right? Yeah, he's because, a daywalker because his mother was infected, and he and she died in a delivering get delivering him. He ends up becoming this 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 daywalker, right? There you go. He has the strengths of a vampire, but he ages like a human, right? And essentially what's going on is that there's this battle going on between humans and vampires that is kind of underground that people don't know about. And there's even a battle between the vampires and vampires. There's the vampires who were yeah. born that way and the vampires who became that way. And those that were born that way are one class and the ones, the lower class are the ones who are most recent. And there's classism. Also, yeah, there's classism with the vampires. And then, <laughs> right. you, then you have the old, then you have the old vampires versus the young vampires. And the young vampires want to take it to the humans. And the way that they want to do that is by resurrecting an evil god, a blood god, I guess is what they called Something it. Something like that. And they wanted to resurrect it, and the battle was going on, and and they wanted and, and the way that they could get that god to appear was to capture the Daywalker, which is Blade, and get his blood. Time out. Uh, one of the interesting part I always wonder, is this one that you uh, watched with Miss Jimenez, or has she already seen it? No, this was one that I saw by myself. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so yes, and I'll be honest with you, I don't think she would have liked it. Okay. And normally we're on the same path when it yeah, comes to all this. Um, so it's interesting because I was talking to Jeff Garcia from Lockdown Spurs and Ken's Five, and he was like, hey, what are you going to do with, with this movie? You treaded onto Marvel territory, and well, first of all, I'm not afraid if people get mad at my movie reviews. Yeah, you're not. I, I, that's... I love, never. I love, I, you, we, you and I are like there. We don't care when people come after us. It, it's so it, funny. It, it charges us up. We're Teflon when it comes. To <laughs> yeah, that. I don't like, care. Like, like, like Rudy J. Like you and I take ourselves seriously. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on, man. exactly. Uh, what credibility did you do, do you have? I have none. I just have a microphone. <laughs> I don't care. Okay, but the thing is that I actually liked this movie. I do. Really? For but, real, for real, for real, for real? For real. But, okay. but it's kind of one of those things where I kind of feel like the grade I'm going to give it is very tentative because I want to watch it a second time. Kind of like Officer and Gentleman. Officer and Gentleman, I gave an A- minus the first time, but I gave an A the second time after watching it. I told Joe Ryan Nickel that, and he was like, oh, well, I'm glad that you enjoyed it the second time. Blade is kind of like that because one of my favorite movies when I was in college was The Matrix. and the I just didn't understand it. That, that's kind of like me with Blade. And I kind of feel that they're parallel to each other. Blade came out a year before The Matrix. So a lot of the violence and the fighting scenes on here reminded me of The Matrix. Or should I say, is Blade 
Black Matrix or is Matrix White Blade? Because it kind of got me thinking that way because they're very similar movies. They have they have a lot of the themes are the same. You know, you have a chosen one, you know, trying to save a race, you have or save a civilization, you have superpower people coming against you. Uh, there's the, the the violence, the 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 guns involved. The movies paralleled so well, and on top of that, it, they, one did not come out. Before Give me the something other. that you didn't like about the movie. That's what I'm always interested in. Um, before you even tell it me, it was about a the convoluted girl. plot. Okay, I had to go back and rewatch certain scenes mm. multiple times because I didn't understand what they were saying. It's almost like I needed to take notes. But I like the violence. The violence and the fight are scenes are awesome because Wesley's like an own stunt guy, so it, yeah, it it comes off on camera better when they do their own stunt. And he is ripped in this movie. Shred, did 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 did. And and uh, he he has gone from being leadoff hitter Willie Mays Hayes to clean, to batting cleanup at this point in his life. Right. But uh, I I will give this movie a B plus. That's fair. Okay. That's more than fair for a that B movie. Plus. But I bet you if I watch it a second time, I would like it more. But it's it was a it was a good movie. The actress in that movie, I gotta find out what her name is. Because I looked her up, I looked up like her 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 background as far as like the number of movies she's been in. She really hasn't been in much since two thousand six. Wow. And I thought she was beautiful. Mm. And I thought she was a good actor. So eh. Blade was okay. It was B plus. It was a good That's action fair. movie. Edwin, have you seen Blade? Edwin's young. I I know, but I mean it's 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 a it's a relative classic. Yeah. But no. I was told not to watch the other ones. That the the sequels were awful. But Ryan Reynolds was in one. Really? Yeah. Very nice. That's Very, weird, right? But you know what's I think Jessica Bill too. And uh, being, you know, people reaching out to us on Facebook that Blade is the movie that got Wesley Snipes jailed because he didn't pay taxes, because he didn't believe in taxes, and because he didn't believe in taxes is what he said. They don't exist. <laughs> yeah, they do. But I mean, I, I get it. Sometimes you just like Uncle Sam, like you really gonna take three hundred thousand of this one million? Yeah. You know. <laughs> well, and normally with these movie reviews, I go really in depth in them, but honestly, there's so much going on with this movie. And I don't really know, man. Rodrigo Bravo on Facebook says B plus is fair, bro. It was a good flick, but didn't make the, didn't move the needle right. forward. It was a good it was movie. A good move. Yeah, it's but it's I could, something to do for two hours. Yes, and That's and, exactly and you take is. a look at the Matrix. The Matrix came out a year later, so they were in production and at that the same made like time. A billion. And the Matrix is amazing. It's brilliant. The Matrix is is. What about the new one that came out? That's the funny thing. I've never seen any of the Matrix sequels. I like refuse to. Do you know what movie I want to see next? Uh oh. What you, what movie you're going to review or what you want to see next? Um, maybe it'll be a little bit of both. But we'll ask people on Facebook right, and Twitter. That? Um, I was I've been sick this week, so normally I I have my business and then I I do my radio show and I go back to my business. Um, I was not doing my business type stuff. I was just laying in bed watching TV. I was watching Die Hard. I love Die Hard. I love Die Hard. I've seen All it, of them. I've seen it several times. I've never seen the sequels. Die Hard 2 was solid. Really? Die Hard 2 was solid. 3 was too. The thing was, I was with Samuel L. Jackson, I want to say. That was a good one. That, all of them are good. I'll, I like, all, I don't know, maybe I'm biased, but I liked all the Die Hards. I'll put that on Twitter. I'll see if we want to do that. But uh, 
We're going to put a bow on the show on the other side. Carson Wentz, welcome back to the NFC East, baby. Wow. He is on the move. He was traded earlier today from the Colts to another team within the NFC East. We'll talk about that on the other side. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star. This is Joe Reinig on your home for everything that matters in sports. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. You know, if you missed out on r in the morning or the Blitz or Halftime or Saturday Morning Hangover, Sunday Sports Grill, Fantasy Gods, you can always turn to San Antonio Sports Star's Audio Vault, which is powered by AA Best Bail Bonds. Welcome back to the show. Again, sports, pop culture, and nostalgia. We did a little bit of nostalgia in the last segment talking about Blade, and already I'm getting roasted on Twitter right now. Why, for a B plus? No, it's not so much for a B plus. It's because I called Jeff Garcia to ask him a couple of questions about that movie because the plot was so convoluted, so all over the place. I had to ask him about the movie, and they're like, what's wrong with that? Basically, they're like, oh, what, Jimenez can't do a movie review on his own anymore? I mean, what's up with that? Oh, my gosh, Twitter. So I'm already getting that. So thank you, Rudy Campos Jr., for roasting me on this. I know you're listening. What up, Rudy? But uh, Jesse Mendoza says on Twitter, at least he's okay getting shredded if we don't agree. I don't care. It's fun. It's good times. This is supposed to be a fun show. It is. Hey, uh, speaking of fun times, one of the breaking news that came out today was Carson Wentz got traded from the Indianapolis Colts to the Washington Commanders in exchange for two third-round draft picks. One of those thirds can become a second based on performance or incentives or things like that. So uh, the betting line odds from uh, BR Betting says that before the trade, the Washington Commanders were 50-1 to odds to win the Super Bowl. And after the trade, they are 50-1 to odds. Didn't move the needle one bit. And I know a lot of Commander fans out there, the ones that I follow on Twitter, a lot of people that I follow on Facebook are not happy with this trade. Oh, no, I haven't. Again, I've, there's, we have a lot of Commander fans for whatever reason. It's weird. But I haven't found anybody that's happy with this trade. Everybody's out on Wentz. And I don't know how. I mean, we're seeing how Westbrook is dealing with his adversity. Not everybody deals with the adversity of everyone thinking that you suck well. And Carson hasn't handled the adversity well up to this point. So it leads most to think, why would he handle it well now? Because now it's even more. Um, I'm not going to close the door on him just yet. But no, I haven't found a commander fan that's happy with this trade, I even just, though they not really give up anything. I just saw a meme that said uh, Tom Brady would have had eight rings if it wasn't for this man. It showed Carson Wentz because <laughs> he had not. If he hadn't gotten hurt, then uh, Nick Foles wouldn't have taken over and led them the Eagles to the Super Bowl. But uh, good times. Uh, you know, I saw that stat a, a little while ago that Which said one? that the Seattle Seahawks, when they traded Russell Wilson, Wilson will become the first quarterback to ever play against or to play for a team that a Super Bowl quarterback has beaten in the Super Bowl. They destroyed Denver. That's that's insane. Like, like that that's, has that's, never a, happened. that's a weird stat there. Because we've seen Super Bowl quarterbacks move on. We saw Joe Montana move from from the uh Niners to the Chiefs, right? But he didn't beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. That was the thing. You know, no. that that would almost be like Troy Aikman quarterbacking for the Buffalo Bills. Mm. You know, that, or the Steelers. Or the Steelers or something like that. But that that was pretty interesting. Spurs back in action tonight. Again, it could be a historic night. Spurs taking on the Raptors. The historic part of it all is that if the Spurs win, that would be win number 1,336 for Greg Popovich. 
which would break Don Nelson's record for the most coaching victories in a career regular season for an NBA coach. Do you think it's going to happen tonight? Van Vliet's playing, right? Yeah, that's part of the breaking news. Van Vliet is playing tonight, uh, but also Lonnie Walker is coming back, and so is Devin Vassell. And I don't think it went. I don't think they get it done tonight. I think they lose tonight. Wow. Well, after that, it's the Jazz. So they might they might lose that game too. It's kind of weird for the Spurs, man, because I'm looking at this seven game homestand, and I think that if they want to make that play in tournament, they got to go five and two in this homestand. Yeah. And they've 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 got to win four of the about, next. I didn't even think about that far. They have to win four of the next five games to make that happen. That's tough because they got Minnesota, they have Utah, they have Toronto. There's some tough games in this seven-game stretch, so I don't know if that's possible, Mike. Yeah, next games they've got uh, the Raptors tonight. Then on Friday they have the host the Jazz. Saturday hosts Indiana Pacers. On Monday hosting the T-Wolves. And then it's the Thunder on the 16th and then the Pelicans on the 18th. Spurs really do need to go at least 5-2 and two on this homestand. Most definitely. Had a blast, and, brother. And you know what? I think they're going to win tonight. Okay, I hope you're right. I think they're going to win tonight. I think Lonnie Walker comes back. But uh, speaking of coming back, again, from 4-7, to we have Jason Minnix and Joe Ryan Angle coming in to do the Blitz from 4-7. to Again, we will be out at Slacker Sports and Arcade Bar on Friday night for the Blitz and also to celebrate Joe Ryan Angle's career. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM.